Good morning, Rabbi Isai. I always use Shavuos as the opportunity to learn a little bit of Hilchas Yontav, simply because with the other Yomim Tovim, it's often very difficult to spend time on Hilchas Yontav itself because we're so busy with all the other mitzvahs Hayoim. Before Pesach, we're busy with Inyone Pesach, Matzah, Seder night, and everything that comes together with that. Before Sukkot, of course, Sukkot is one of the busiest times. We've got Elul, Yomim Neroyim, preparing for Tshuva, doing Tshuva. And then you've got, of course, Sukkot and Dalad Minim, and everything that comes together with that. Cholamoid, there's just so much. Often, to spend time on Hilchus Yontav itself is quite difficult when the other Yomim Tovim comes to Shavuos. Obviously, apart from different recipes of cheesecake and various things, which is obviously very important. I'm not putting that down, Chas Roshonim. But, what else is there to learn? Apart from Nimer HaToyah, Mitzvah Zayoyim, that's the whole Yisoyed of Adar of the Gavaldi Yontav of Shavuos. But, we have a wonderful opportunity to spend one day, one share, on the Inyonim of Yontav, Hilchus Yontav. Now, I must tell you, Hilchus Yontav is huge. You know, just go to a Mishnabura and you'll have a look. Simon after Simon after Simon. Come on, half a chalik in Mishnabura is dedicated to Hilchas Yontav. It's not the type of thing you could just fly through right before Shavuos. But it's definitely something which I think is worth mentioning. I'm going to try and pick the various points in Halacha that are at least most Nagaya to us and many, many people. I'm not going to cover everything. I'm not going to give the reasons for everything. I'm not going to give the Marmakomis for everything. But at least we can have a little bit of an idea of what Hilchas Yontav is. Even if it's not Negei Mamish to us on a day, you know, you just yontu because maybe we're not cooking and whatever. But it's Negei for the future. These are things that we have to know. So first of all, we have to know like this. There are two reasons why Melacha on Yontuf is Be'etzem Asa, right? Again, contrary to popular belief, Melacha is not Mutter on Yontuf, it's Asa on Yontuf. Everything is what we say at Lashon Everything is guilty until proven innocent. That means it's not the Ah, it's Yontuf, you can do whatever you want. Chas v'shalom, Same thing with second day Yontuf as well. The only real head difference between first day and second day is what? Rufua, taking medication. That's the only real difference between Yontav day number one and Yontav day number two. That's the only real difference. But that we'll talk about, maybe uh, um, maybe we'll get to that. I don't know if we will. But there are two main reasons why Malacha is Asa on Yontav. The Chinuch brings this very clearly, Mitzvah Shin Tes Vov. The Chinuch says there are two reasons. Reason number one is we want people to be free from Malacha so they will be able to concentrate on the Gavaldiganism that the Rabbani Shem did on that Yontav. Every Yontav obviously carries within it tremendous Nisim, all the things that the Rabbani Shem did for Klal saw, whether it's this Yontav of Maimed HaSinai, whether it's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on Pesach, whether it's Anane Kovad and everything else, Gabi Sukkos, every Yontav has its Nisim. If we were busy doing Malacha, Mimele, we wouldn't think of it. So the Rabbani Shalom Zuk gave us a situation where we don't have Malacha so that we will be able to spend time on thinking and contemplating and obviously giving Haishvach Bahidat to the Rabbani Shalom for the Gavaldiganism that he did. That's number one. And the second one, which I think is Kavaldik, by Negev, the Shruz, so the Chinuch, is to be Isaac in Limud Atayra. Poshet. But no Malach, there's not much you can do. Not much you can do. So, ah, pick up a safe and go learn something. Okay, it's another reason for Halamoid and everything else. Now, Kavaldik. The Pasuk in the Torah tells us, we had this twice, Shemois Shibbeis, Vayikach of Gimel, Kamalach Ola Yeoseh, Bohem, Achashay Yeochel Lochol, Nefesh Hu, Levada Yeoseh Lochem. Okay, so this is the Makar for much of the Inyonim of Yontif, because we have something called Oichel Nefesh. Oichel Nefesh basically means 
it's a special heta that we have on Yontav that we do not have on Shabbos, that certain malachas will be muttered to be done on Yontav, which will normally be also on Shabbos, simply because of Oichel Nefesh. If we would define the Oichel Nefesh term, I guess we could define it as something which is done for generally food preparation and the like, that's necessary for Shabbos. However, it has to be Shava Lachol Nefesh. In other words, yes, we do say that a person is allowed to do a Melacha, and we'll give some examples, Lutzoyrech Oichel Nefesh, literally for food preparation, but it has to be a melacha that is shavat lachol nefesh. That's equal for everybody. I'm not going into it now, but obviously that's where the shine of smoking comes in, because smoking obviously is a melacha, and is that melacha muta l'tsoyuch oichel nefesh? Yes, but has to be shavat nefesh. Is smoking something that's considered to be shavat lachol nefesh that's equal for everybody, or not? Again, that will depend on the, sh- the situation and the posik that you ask and whatever it may be that we're not going into. What you do have to know that there is a difference between Shabbos and Yontif, the Gabi, the punishment. On Shabbos, we know the person, Rachman, the son does a malach on Shabbos, he's chayv skila for such a thing. Obviously, with Edim, Bechole, Bechole. But Avada, the, the, the punishment is skila. When it comes to Yontif, if a person, does a malacha on Yontif, so he's chayv malchus. And if he's done a b'shegeg, he doesn't even have to bring a korban, he has to do tshuva. So the, the, the punishment on Yontif is slightly different, but that doesn't mean it is not as chomor as Shabbos Kodesh. I'm not going to go into now the sugya of Oichel Nefesh and what is included and what's not included, because obviously that's a difficult situation to understand. What are the parameters, the gedorim of Oichel Nefesh? But do understand this, and this is the introduction, that malacha on Yontif is be'etzem asa. However, there are a terim for an Oichel Nefesh, for something that is for food preparation, that Chazal understood, and obviously it comes from the Torah, that a person needs to be prepare food on Yontif, and without so he wouldn't be able to eat normal hot food on Yontif. Mamena, they will make it for a person to, for example, cook, right? Let's just make that example, right? Everyone knows you're allowed to cook on Yontif. Why are you allowed to cook on Yontif? It's also on Shabbos, because it's Eichel Nefesh. It's something that needs to be done for food preparation, for eating purposes, for covered Yontif, and therefore it is Muta. Now let's move to some of the, some of the shilas that could be Nagea over here. Now just to give you a small list of some of the Melochas that are actually Muta, obviously with an Eichel Nefesh and Shavar Nefesh situation, is Losh Bishel Shoichet Maven Hoitzah. It's interesting. Shoichet is Muta, which means Chazal allowed the person to shecht on Yontu, because otherwise if you weren't able to shecht, where are you going to get meat from? How are you going to eat, right? Then you can cook it afterwards, you could roast it afterwards, and you're allowed to shecht it to begin with, right? So they asked Rosh Hashanah Zalman, we're not going to go into this, but they asked Rosh Hashanah Zalman, if you're allowed to shecht on Yontav, Lutzoyrech Yontav, why can't I kill a mosquito that's in my room bugging me, and I can't fall asleep? Lamaid says, Tamalachar of Shechet, and it's Lutzoyrech Yontav. There should be no reason why it's Asa to kill a mosquito on Yontav. It's a Shechita. And also we have a sugar which I'm not going into, the Gemara and Beitza, Betoich, right? Once it's Mutter, Lutzoyrech Nefesh, it's also Mutter, but, but that we're not going into, that we're not going to explain, but I'll go upon him, him that it's Asa, for reasons that we're not going to go into. Discussing something like Boira. Boira, for example, is a very Negea Melacha on Shabbos for sure. Right? And we're learning it now in the Chaburah Baruch Hashem. But also on Yontav. Are you allowed to do Boira on Yontav? Is it the same? Is it not the same? So let me give you like this. Again, I'm being Bekatsa in a very small way simply to try and cover as much as we can. There are three Madregas to Boira on Yontav. Okay? This is the Sugim Beit so you're down base. <coughs> We have an Issa Daraisa. There's Boira on Yontav that's an Issa Daraisa. We have a Boira on Yontav that should have been done before Yontav. And if you didn't do it before Yontav, 
do it with the shinoi in an unusual, non-normal fashion. And number three, that's a boy that's muta lachatchila on yontuf. Very quickly to go through it, because the machoikas were showing him, it's an unbelievable, beautiful sugya, but we're not going to learn it right now. I'm going to give you the maskana. The maskana is like this, that anything that is normally done on a big scale is boyed da'araisa, even on yontuf. So the example to that, say the poskim, is sifting flour. Sifting flour is something that's normally done on a big scale, and therefore to do that, on Yontif will be an Issa Da'oraisa. Next, what about something that could have been done before Yontif and it would have achieved the same results? Nothing would have changed. You could have done this before Yontif and nothing would have become less fresh or whatever it may be. So the halacha is that if it could have been done before Yontif, it's famous Morgan Avram, you should have done it before Yontif. If you didn't, then make sure you do it with the Shinu. One of the examples, by the way, is let's say setting the table. Let's say Yontif night. Right, you could have done an Arab Yontif and you didn't do it, right? So why are you doing all, why are you separating the fork and the knife and the spoon? Or why, for example, are you separating the toys? Or why are you separating the clothing and the ties and the socks? And all these things that could be bayra. You could have done this before Yontif. It would have achieved the same results. Nothing would have been damaged, right? It would have been as fresh and as good. But you didn't, therefore do the shino. By the way, the shino over here is very simple, the Be'aloch and Tovkov Yud, which is that take the oichel from the psoilis, as opposed to psoilis on the oichel, which you normally would do in a situation of bayra. You would take the bad guy from the good guy. Over here, you take the good guy and that's considered to be a shinoi, the gabe yontav. And then there is more negated to us, the mutter lechatchele boyer, the type of boyer on yontav, which is absolutely mutter, which on Shabbos, chastoshanu chayv skid of such a thing, of on yontav, would be okay. What would that be? Anything that would not be able to have been done before yontav and achieved the same results. One of the famous examples is a tea bag, right? Obviously you're allowed to dip a tea bag into a klevish, into a klesheni, there's no problem with bishel. However, taking it out and letting it, you know, you know, dry out and then all the liquid come out. On Shabbos, that will be chayv skilet, boyeraisa with a kli. On Yontov, that is mutan lechatchila. Why? Because I could not have done this before Yontov and achieved the same results. I couldn't make a tea air of Yontov. It doesn't work. I need to make it on Yontov itself. Same din would be with a perforated spoon or an apple korah, a peeler. All of these things people don't realize, right? Sometimes people say, oh, if you learn aloha, everything's asa, everything's forget. The more aloha you learn, the more you find things are mutan. You find that amaratsim and aloha, machma on things that they don't have to be machma because they have no idea. It's very nice. So we can, Baruch Hashem, be making them things because we know halacha, right? So one of those things is, I, I remember a guy coming over to me after years of being married. Years. This guy was in Koilo. And he says to me, oh, I, I wanted to just check with you. My wife said to me, I told her, Chas Shalom, but I, I told her, I'll check. You're not using peel on your tuff. I said, what do you mean? Of course you're allowed. Oh, really? For years I've been telling her, Shem when you learn Allah, you get to do colors, you get to do things that are actually mutter, not the hummers that you think are awesome because you don't know Allah and you're not Amoritz. That's not my fault. Akaponim, any boira that can be done on Yontav is a boira that Lamaisa is mutter lachatchela because it could not have been done before Yontav. For example, let's say eating the Heilige Heiding, eating that fish, and there's bones in there. Chasdashonim, a guy on Shabbos Kodesh would take out the bone, I said, you know what you do, right, Livy? We take him to the second story and. That's what we do. On Yontov, it's muta lechatzchila. There's absolutely no problem with him taking out the bones on Yontov. Why? Again, it's bayra, but it's a normal thing to do. It could not have been done before Yontov. Mimela, it is muta. Again, Rabbi, we could spend an entire shit talking about bayra and Yontov, but I want to move on a bit, so let's move on. Okay, very important, Rabbi. Mishabur Tovkov Yudches tells us, it's a betzimitataz, because we showed him, what's the din of lighting a fire on Yontov? So lighting a fire on Shabbos is obviously... Uh, one of the Lamatas Malachas, right, Mavir? But when it comes to Yontav, it's actually very, very different. And over here, the reason over here is 
It's an isr of moilid, shochanah tovkov base. It's an isr of moilid. Moilid means to create something brand new that was never there. So to create a new flame that wasn't there by striking a match or, or whatever it's called on the lighter thing, whatever it is, that is considered to be a problem of moilid on yontav and must not be done. That's why we're all famously familiar with the idea of taking a match or a candle and putting it in another candle and igniting it from there. That's fine, because that's taking it from a pre-existing candle, pre-existing fire. You're not making a brand new flame, and therefore it is okay. Increasing the fire in Yonta, for example, on a gas stove, if you want to make it higher, there's obviously no problem with that. That is fine. Putting it out, extinguishing, which means obviously even putting out a fire, or even lowering the flame on a gas range or something similar to that, is Lemaisa, uh, Pashtus, extinguishing is Osa, right? Shulchanog tells us in Tovkov Sifalov, that extinguishing is Osa on Yontav, that we know. However, the Ramah says in Tovkov Yudalad, that if Lemaisa, the food is going to get burnt, then you're allowed to lower the flame that's on the gas, because my food is going to get burnt. Zog the Poiskin, the Minchas and others, that's very nice, the Ramah, but that's only if you don't have another flame to light. But if you could take off the pot and light another flame, obviously in a head to open, that's lower, then you have no heter of the Ramah to lower that fr- flame, because you can light another one that is automatically lower. Is everybody with me? However, and you can lower the flame on Yontif if it's going to prevent the food from being burnt, even if you have another one, another gasting that you could light and would make it lower. Ramosha is makel over there. Uh, by the way, an eta to put out the flame on Yontav, I'm not suggesting this one. And whenever I give this eta, I always say, you have to ask your wife, because I don't want to get involved in the Shona Bias issue afterwards. But this is one of the etas is, is you could do a grommer. How do you do a grommer? You fill up a pot with water, and you put it on the gas, with kavana that you are going to use some of that water for a coffee or tea or something like that, because you have to use some of the water that you heat up, obviously. You can't just time heat up water. You fill it all the way to the brim, smallest pot you can, swim it all the way to the brim, and let it boil. And when it boils, it bubbles. And when it bubbles, it goes all over the place. When it goes all over the place, it puts out the fire. When it puts out the fire, it can switch off the gas. There's no issue in that. That's the etzah. Again, Robert said, I'm not giving you that etzah unless you ask your wife permission to do that, because it will make a mess, and it will cause all sorts of mess. But if you want to put it out, which is the game, and you've got kids there, and you want the kids to touch the fire, and it Whatever, so then that would be the etzer over there. By the way, this heter of putting up and down fires may not apply to ovens, electric ovens, simply because they have coils in them. The coils are considered to be fire. Rambam famously tells us that, and therefore, if that's the case, when you put up the temperature on a uh, on an oven, you could be lighting and igniting more coils that were not previously lit, and that would be called making a brand new ash, which of others also. It's not like just putting the flame a little bit higher. So you have to be careful when it comes to. Uh, lighting, uh, putting, uh, putting a gas and making it higher temperature, that's obviously going to be problematic. Another heta, by the way, that often people don't know, and people are not, just don't know how to use these. It's not even a tame. When I say a tame, I don't mean a tame. Clappy the world, everyone thinks this is asa. Those are the people that don't know halacha. What can I do? I'm sorry, just remain at Amorit your entire life. I can't help you. Very simple. And that is opening an oven door. All right, we know on Shabbos Kodesh, opening an oven door can only be done if the light, if the element is on, thus not causing it to go on on Shabbos Kodesh, even though it's a grammar. Al Koponim on Yontov, it's muta. On Yontov, you're allowed to open up the oven door whenever you want, even if it's going to cause the cold air to go in, and therefore the thermostat to be affected, and therefore the temperature to be having to be changed, and therefore the element to go on. That is fine on Yontov. Again, Rabbi, as I said, to go and explain every single one of these things is not the game, but I just want to just tell people things that unfortunately people don't even know that are muta, that are actually just because they don't never learn halacha, there's nothing I can do about it. Vaita, hachona on yontav. To be mechin, we spoke about yesterday, 
the idea to do Achona from Shabbos to Yom Tov, about that that's also, but there's another part of Achona, which is Negea, and that is when you have a two-day Yom Tov, to prepare from one day Yom Tov to the next day Yom Tov is about the Osa. So, for example, cleaning up the table, washing the dishes, setting the table, taking out the challah, putting the drinks in the fridge, putting the food on the, on the hot plate, all of these things that I want to do on Yom Tov afternoon, so that when the second night Yom Tov comes in, and I want to eat my suda, I have hot soup, and I have the frosted challah, and I have a set table, and all of these things, but we all know that you cannot prepare from one day of Yom Tov to another day of Yom Tov, right? That's Osa. However, I will tell you that there are two important heterim over here. Heter number one, and that is Reboi Bishurim. Reboi Bishurim means I can cook more and let there be leftovers. So for example, let's say, right, we'll just make a simple idea. I need to make a, a soup on Yontav afternoon for the Suda of that day. So I put on a soup and what I do is I put on an extra large soup. This way, the leftovers will be for tonight's Suda and will already be done. That's fine. Because I'm making it for today, and I got something that's being left over for tomorrow. I'm doing ribui shurim. I'm doing more. I'm cutting more cucumbers or more carrots or whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm making a bigger salad so that I'll have more for tonight. That's fine. I can't make a salad for tonight because it's obviously yontif today, and tonight yontif is a different night. But I can prepare in that way called ribui shurim. That is okay. Mishabura says, by the way, tofkuf gibel Don't say that you're doing it for the. Don't say, oh, I'm making more so that I can have for tonight. That you shouldn't do. But just do it in the mail, and it happens. Bishurim is okay. Heter number two, also Rabbi says something which is just unknown. I feel bad, Poshan. I get emails from people. I wrote this in the pocket. Allah says, really, are you sure that it's okay? Just because, again, Rabbi said, just because it's not my fault that people are Amorats and never learned Halacha before. And they're busy with Nosh and Ezekiel the whole time. And Maria, then comes to Yom Tov, they're stuck with all the Chumas that they think is really Halacha Lamaisa when it's not because they're Amorats. Again, Rabbi said, what can I do? I can't help you. But I will tell you this, Gavaldiga, Gavaldiga Din, and that is, you look this up yourself, it's a Chai Odom Kufner Gimel. And the Chai Odom says like this, he's talking about a, a, a wine cellar, where if a person had a wine cellar, and so what happens is, in order for, to get wine for Kiddush, he's going to have to send someone after davening to be able to get the wine to make Kiddush. It's going to cause a huge delay, the guests, Yontav, it's not Gishmak. So what does he do? Yontav afternoon, day number one, he wants to be able to take the wine out or get it ready, in order that by tonight he'll be able to have it. So the Chayodim Paskins it's Muta, as long as it's not recognizable that you are doing it for the end of the next day, for the night. So let me give an example. You need to take out challah from the freezer for tonight's Suda, right? We're holding by the afternoon of Yontov number one. For tonight's Suda, Yontov number two, I need to go along and take out challah so it defrosts, right? So the thing is that if you take it out early enough that it's not recognizable that you are doing it, in other words, it's not 10 minutes or half an hour before shkia, everyone knows you're not eating it now, you're using it for tonight, that's asa. But if you're taking it out early enough, and what you're doing is not be'etzim malacha, right? There's no malacha of taking a challah out of the freezer. Obviously, there's no boira involved over there. In fact, with Shlomo Zalman, the Mordek Esfar, Shlomo Zalman said, I'm not even doing anything. What am I doing? I'm taking the, the, the challah away from its cold surroundings. I didn't do anything. It's not really called a malacha. And if it's not a malacha, and it's a maisa achana that's not recognizable done for the next day, and it's very necessary that if I don't do it, it's going to cause a delay, then there will be mutter. So for example, theoretically, the same would be really with the soup. If you want a soup for tonight, 
and you put it on, and you put it on early enough, and you serve the kids. Kids, maybe it's fine again. You need the kids sometimes yom tov afternoon or late in the late in the afternoon before the next day. You need to serve the kids some soup. That's for sure going to be mutter. Then you leave it on for tonight. That's for sure okay. But if it's not recognizable that what you're doing is, although that would be difficult because that's mama shemalacha, but akapolim taking things out the freezer, taking your machsa home, all of these things which you're not allowed to do for one day to the next day, for sure, if it's not a malacha, then it's going to be mutter as long as it's done early enough that it's not recognizable. If it is a malacha, then what you should do is, like for the case of the soup, you should take eat something from it or get the kids from it, from it, and then you're for sure okay, and that will be the heta in that case. And the same thing would also be applying to other maizlachonah, which we're not going to go into. Again, Rabbi I told you we're skimming over these halachas. Posh just to give a bit of your dears. Another couple of halachas that are Nagaya is rechitza. Contrary to popular belief, once again, people think there's a head to you allowed to have a shower on Yontav. I, I, I would, I would really pay a lot of money for somebody to go over to the shelf and open up one of the Heiliger Svarim and show me in Shulchan Aruch I haven't found it yet, but maybe you guys will find it for me, where it says you're allowed to have a shower, hot shower with hot water on Yontav. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, afterwards, maybe we'll go over. Maybe someone can show me where they found it. I didn't find it yet. What I know is, all I know is, is that the Shulchan Aruch Paskin's very clear when it comes to rechitza, when it comes to heating up water, then be'etzem to heat up water on yontuf for the tzorech of a hot shower is asa. Why? Because again, let's go, let's make the cheshvet. How do we start the she? We said you're allowed to do a malacha, that's oichel nefesh. Heating up water is an oichel nefesh malacha. Why? Heating up water is bishop. Bishop is mutter on yontuf. Oba, we said, it has to be dova hashova lechol nefesh. One second, it has to be something that is equal for everybody to do. This, according to the Marana Shulchan Aruch, it is not shova lechol nefesh to have a full body shower with water that was heated up on Yontav. That's posh. That is Klon Shulchan Aruch. Nobody can argue that. Anyone that does is a total amoritz because he doesn't know Shulchan Aruch. Article translation and title of the Shulchan Aruch is clear that way. What you could do is the following. People ask, what do I do? But if you don't want to do that, for example, you could do as follows. First of all, we're all familiar with the Be'eloch and Shin Everybody knows that even on Shabbos Kodesh, if a person is Bitsar, he went to the Tish Friday night, Posh comes like schwitzing, and he has the Avas Hashem and his Slavas to the Rabbi Nishalim after seeing the Rebbe, it's Moyadik. He comes back, he needs to have a shower. Posh, I, I can't, I can't go to sleep, I can't daven, I can't learn, I can't do anything. So as I yid is in Tzar, so even on Shabbos Kodesh, you can have a cold shower. Obviously, being careful that he's Dropping over in any of the serum of schita with your hair and mamachik with the soap bar or something similar to that or with the, with the, with the sponges and all these things. I've added this we don't use. But on Kaponim, the person is Bitsar, you're allowed to have a cold shower even on. Uh, even on Shabbos Kodesh, a cold chicken on Yontif to have a cold shower. If a person puts out, be motes, a shal of a bissel of choyla, right? So the shal is, what about the hot water? So Rabbi, I'm going to get myself into hot water. If I start mentioning different hot water boilers and different systems that they have. But I know in yeshiva, first of all, it's not so negative because you have to do something electric. But let's say, for example, it was on from before Yontif. And let's say it's still hot from before Yontif, which could be. Sometimes it keeps hot in that, in that dud, in that container, in that, um, in that whatever it's called, in the boiler, for a long time. But here's the problem that guys don't have. Okay, here's the problem that guys don't have. And that goes, again, I'm not discussing all boiler systems. I don't know boiler systems. I have no idea. But I do know what happens over here in Yeshiva is that it's a big dud. And by the way, most places in to Israel, it's exactly the same. And it's not a dud shemesh over here. Other places, maybe it's a dud shemesh. That if you have a dud, you have two pipes, right? I guess, I don't know if you do know or don't know, but I spent a bit of time figuring these things out. You have two pipes that go in, one at the top, one at the bottom. Now, we all know that heat rises. 
Therefore, in this cylinder, in this, in this dud, is going to be a dud generally of fully, fully hot water. That's what it is. It's got two uh, pipes. The pipe, when you open up the hot water, comes out from the top. Why? Because heat rises, and the hottest water is obviously on the top, so the hot water comes in. Now, it needs to be replaced. Because obviously, the next guy that wants to have a shower also wants to have hot water. So what they do is, that from the bottom comes in the cold water. And that gets mixed up. So what guys don't hop is, oh, I'm going to ask somebody else to put on the switch. That's very nice. But the problem is, when you put on the hot water and you have the hot water on, you are causing cold water to go into the dirt, be mixed up with the hot water, which is bishul shalovit soyek stava hashavar nefesh. And therefore, it's going to be also according to the shulchanah, the same shulchanah that says to put on tefillin every day, same shulchanah that says to read the Megillah on Purim, same thing. Same shulchanah, same author, Rabbi Yisrael, same Rabbi Nishalaylam, same religion. Be careful, Rabbi Yisrael, when it comes to that. What you could do is have, as I said, a cold shower for sure. What I, what I suggest is you could put it slightly, very slightly, on the warm side, so that it's not freezing cold. That it's got a little bit of a lukewarm to it. The reason for that is a longest that I'm not going to go into, is that you're not causing enough cold water to go in, and therefore it's not circulation, it's going to heat up. So you can make it very slightly warm, and again... Make sure that you don't have a situation where you're washing your whole body, unless you're bizarre, then you can obviously do that, that's not a problem. But if you're not bizarre and you stumble to have a shower, say Nachanami, so then you can wash the minority of your body, right? 49% of your body can be washed, or Ava Ava, limb by limb, but as long as your whole body is not being washed at the same time, unless a person again is bizarre, they can have either a cold shower or make it very slightly on warm, as long as that is not going to set off. And again, this could be Nagea if you're not in the Shiva and you're in other places, that sometimes when you put it on the hot water, it actually ignites a flame, which is a whole different sugya, which obviously is going to be awesome because that's moilid, that's other awesome and yontif to light a flame, that's posher. So you have to know how the heating system works where you are before you even think about having a shower. But again, just note that the Shulchanan does say to have a shower on yontif, the full body is not dava and nobody since the Shulchanah that I have seen, and I would challenge anybody to find me someone that argues with that. Nobody has the guts to take that page of Shulchanah, whip it out, and just put it slowly in Gniza, and hopefully nobody will ever know of it again. Nobody can do that. Not one of the Gedolia posts can ever say, not the way for care. You know what they say? And a person says, what do you know? Have a show every day. You're right. You're an Istanist. That's the reason for the halacha in the, in the first place. That's the reason why you can't have a show, because you have Istanist out there that are extra sensitive, and Mameda, that's why they have to have a show every day. Rabbi Sai, last thing for today, Simcha if we know it's Mufush's song, you have to be Besimcha. The Heilige Vilna Goin said it's one of the hardest mitzvahs and Tariag mitzvahs to perform is the mitzvah of Simcha Siontus. To be Mesameach has two parts. Part number one, it's Be'etzem to be happy. To be Besimcha, to be Mesameach, that's Gavaldi. Part number two, Gemara tells us of Sochem, is to do things that cause a person to make Simcha, to have Simcha. Like the Gemara says, buy the wife something nice, buy your kids something nice, buy yourself something nice. Go out and buy yourself something for Yontav HaKadosh. It's Gavaldi, it's one of the hardest mitzvahs in Tariag mitzvahs. It's a beautiful mitzvah. Mitzvah, to be